Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Well, hello and welcome to episode 57 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here as always with Michaela. It is the last week of the year. We are coming hot off the tail of our holiday movie month. Uh, Christmas time was here. Michaela, how was your celebration? It was great. It was great. We had, you know, lots of, well, we didn't have any family here, uh, but we had, we had the family we choose. So we had friends mm-hmm. uh, hang out. Uh, we had some great food. We had some great drinks, just really enjoyed, you know, the tree and all of the lights and all of the things we did a lot of um, kind of old fashioned family Christmas stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we, hunkered down in the car with some hot cocoa and went and drove and looked at lights and all of that stuff. And it was a very simple Christmas, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And you went home. You yeah, went that's home right. for Christmas. <laughs> I went home for Christmas. I sang that song all the way. Uh, not, <laughs> no, that's, that, that is that is not entirely true. But yeah, we went home uh, up to Ohio for Christmas. Uh, we did not do that last year uh, due to the pandemic. Now the pandemic is still going on, but we went this year. Anyway, we're all vaccinated and boosted. So we felt, you know, pretty comfortable getting together with the, the parents and grandparents, all that good stuff. So did that. We cracked into our aged eggnog that we whipped up. So go all the way back to the very first episode, the National Lampoon. You can learn how to make that yourself. And I have to say this year's batch was delicious. Uh, not that any year's batch has not been delicious, but this one was uh, pretty good. Pretty good. It, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I was just saying that we need to do this in batches. And I think we need to create a couple of different uh, versions because mm-hmm. we only did one batch because we ran, we were running out of, uh, I, I don't know what the word is. We were running out of bowl space in, in the <laughs> yeah. big bowls that we were making because we made quite a bit and uh, it was not enough. I'm down to I think my last can like little can canister jar that we that we make because we you know you make it and then you gotta age it for like three or four weeks that's that's the way to do mm-hmm. it and uh, we're gonna have to double or triple that for for next year because I've been you know drinking it very sparingly because it's so good oh it's so good it is so good and uh, this week's episode we're not doing a movie so it's going to be the year in review so we're looking back at 2021 looking forward to 2022 and I have something for us to try. I think what we need to do is mid-year, we need to make up another batch of this and just, you know, stir it into some ice cream and see how that works out. So we can, we can do like a Christmas in July kind of thing and we'll make some eggnog ice cream with our aged eggnog. And then, yeah, we'll definitely do like a quadruple batch of the stuff here for next Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm liking where you're going. I like where you're going with this because I got a homemade ice cream maker. We can make that happen. I wonder how it would work with all the liquor. We'd have to make it really, really cold so that the, that it, or we just know that it's going to be kind of the soft serve, right? Because it it's, it's going to have so much liquor in it. It's it's either going to be that, or we'll just serve the liquor over ice and have it alongside of the uh, eggnog ice cream. But either way, it will be delicious. And we have a delicious drink in store for everyone today to celebrate the upcoming new year. So why don't we take a quick break and we will be back to chat about that. So Brian, I'm I'm curious, Brian. Why did we? Why did you uh, pick the Brandy Alexander for the new year? I'm very excited about this drink. Um, so the Brandy Alexander is a delicious drink. 
the first time I heard and saw the Brandy Alexander mentioned in film was the mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix film called Two Lovers with Gwyneth Paltrow. And it was this really cool scene where he is waiting for her to show up at this restaurant. And she had mentioned that she likes Brandy Alexander. So he orders one and then mm-hmm. he realizes it's super tasty. So he has like six of them. And then she shows up <laughs> with another guy as her date. And so it's real awkward and he's real drunk and he's, it's, but the drink looks amazing there. So I've been intrigued by it. It does look really good. And uh, it would be something hard to get drunk on. I think you would not want that because there's a uh, heavy cream involved. You don't want, you don't want to be too drunk with that. So the Brandy Alexander, it goes all the way back to 1922. Um, it was created apparently for the wedding of uh, Princess Mary and Viscount Lascelles um, in London. Uh, so that sounds pretty fancy. And I oh, was wow. thinking, I was thinking of, we should do something fancy. And I was, you know, I was looking up New Year's Eve cocktails and they're all like, champagne and this champagne and that champagne and some other thing and i was like eh, i mean that's that's fine a good champagne cocktail is always good let's try something different and one of the key ingredients to a brandy alexander is a creme de cacao liqueur and we happen to have some homemade of that we sure do so if you go back and listen to our episode just a couple of episodes back we made the white christmas uh, and that you know, one of the ingredients there was creme de cacao. Uh, we made it ourselves and it was delicious. So this one's going to utilize that little bit of leftover creme de cacao that we have and be perfect for a cold New Year's Eve festivity riddled evening. Yes, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is going to be awesome. And I love that we picked something that's not champagne based because that uh, I feel like is kind of overdone. And this is definitely something if it's, it's supposed to be really cold here. So we can do this by the fire. Yeah. yeah it's going to be amazing. That's, I'm so excited. That's, that's right. And this should come together pretty simply. So it's just uh, equal parts here. So one ounce of brandy, or cognac, one ounce of your creme de cacao, one ounce of heavy cream. You just put that in your shaker, shake it with ice, strain it into a coupe glass, martini glass. Um, and then you're just going to grates a little bit of nutmeg on top so it's it's almost going to be kind of like a a little bit of eggnog with like a little hint of that white chocolate uh it's going to be pretty delicious i'm very excited about this yeah this is gonna be amazing this is gonna be amazing if anybody uh there's still time too right to make your own creme de cacao yeah, it, it takes about a week. So if you yeah. have made it, maybe you made it for white Christmas. If not, just go just go grab some. But, um, you know, it's it's easy to make. So put this together. Let us know if you drink Brandy Alexander's on the regular. Um, I know it's kind of a, an older like throwback. These are super popular in like the 70s, like you'd said when, you know, around that time, like that that movie was out and stuff like that. Um, so give this a try and let us know what you think about it. But Michaela, what we should do now is we should take a quick break and then we'll come back and we will talk about, you know, all the good stuff that came out uh this year and you know some highlights and what we missed and what we need to uh still check off the list that sounds great all right we'll be right back now normally this is where michaela will give you a spoiler warning um so i guess general spoiler warning for everything we're not really going we're not we're not really going to get into too many details, but um, spoiler you know, warning just, for 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you've not been around for the last two years, please take a sit back, 
buckle yourself in because it's going to be a bumpy ride. No, um, 2022 is going to be a much better year because we as the world are going to make it a better, more kinder, more loving, smarter, science-based year. That's what we're going to do. That's my hope. Nope. That's, that, that is, that is <laughs> the, I don't know the, if you're a believer in anything that I just said. That's but right. That's yeah. The, 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 that's the goal. The New Year's resolution for the world should be to be a kinder, smarter place. And we're going to, we're going to do our best to do that. And what better way to do that than with a Brandy Alexander and some, you know, top lists of the year. Um, we're getting into award season. Michaela and I are about 1500 movies behind already, but that's okay. We are positive that we can get through it and we can drink through it and we can all do that together. We certainly so, can. To, that being said, us- we are going to talk a lot about movies and we're not going <laughs> to we spoil are, yeah. we're not going to spoil the ending of these movies, but we are going to talk about them. So, if you've not seen, you know, any movies at all in the last year, maybe wait until you've seen a few. At least go back to the lobby bar, see what the top couple are going to be because we've seen some of those and we're going to talk a little bit about them. If that's going to if that's going to bother you, this might not be the episode for you. But if you're into yeah. it, we're here for it. We're all about it. We promise we won't tell you the ending. That's that's right. Just make yourself a Brandy Alexander, um, and then you can you can click off, go give us a five star review, and come back um, on the next episode. But let's go through kind of some top lists. So I was looking around to see if I could find you know some some top lists from 2021 and things, and I found uh, a couple of lists here that are pretty good. So these are the IMDb top tens for the movies and television. Now the way that their top tens work, it's basically just how much interaction that particular movie or TV show had. So it's the number of people that like clicked on it and rated it and, you know, interacted with it, that kind of thing. It doesn't really reflect how good the movie was or how, you know, uh, how many people went to see it. You know, we've been talking about like the, you know, the weekend box offices and stuff like that on the lobby bar, but let's run through these movies here. Now we've had the pleasure to see a couple of these in the theater and um, these are all going to be pretty much on a theme, right? So these are all big blockbusters, which makes sense if it's going to be going just based off of kind of a, a popularity kind of a thing. So let's run through those. Michaela, why don't you, why don't you do the honors there? Count us down from 10 to one. All right. 10 to one for movies. We got number 10 at Shane. Number 10 is Shang-Chi. Number nine is Cruella. Number eight, Army of the Dead. Number seven, Black Widow. Number six, Godzilla versus Kong. Number five, Justice League. Number four, Mortal Kombat. Number three, The Eternals. Number two, Suicide Squad. And number one, rounding out 2021 is Dune. That's right. The epic Dune by Dennis Villeneuve. And that was one that we made it out to the theater to see Michaela. Now, our theater going uh, was pretty one note. We went and saw Dune. Uh, you earlier in the year went and saw Ray and the Last Dragon. But otherwise, we just went and saw all the Marvel films because that's all anyone was going to the movie to see. That's true. That's very true. Um, and with Dune, I mean, we were really lucky because um, I don't think... I don't remember other than watching Spider-Man, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the theaters were actually pretty socially distanced. So we didn't really have, uh, we felt pretty safe going and wearing our masks and stuff. Dune was mm-hmm. one of the first ones we saw. And I'm so glad that it has done so well from a, 
trending status, right? So mm-hmm. it didn't make a ton of money. And that was a little surprising for me because I thought that a lot more people would see it. Um, but, you know, it was still kind of early in the fall kind of where we had the Delta variant was still going and then this Omicron was happening. So that that could be why uh, people didn't physically go see it. But I was really glad that it has done as well as it has because it's so visually amazing. I mean, it is probably the best visualization that we could have hoped for for that story. That story, the, mm-hmm. the Dune story has been done and a couple of times uh, over the course of, I don't know, the last 30, 40 years. And mm-hmm. even the first one was pretty amazing for the day and age that it was in. But this one really... Like there are these sandworms, again, spoiler warning, they look so good. They look so real. And mm-hmm. it's like terrifying <laughs> that there are these worms that literally go in the sand and can eat like people. Not, I mean, they're big enough to eat like parts of a city. I mean, they're huge. And mm-hmm. like just, but, and the story is really great. The acting is really great. Timothy Chalamet, oh my gosh, man after my own heart. He's so good. And Zendaya's in it. She's in it for like eight seconds, but she's great. Um, it's it's really, if you've not seen Dune, I, I should be on the top of everybody's list for 2021 for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should definitely go see it. And if you don't get out to the theater, I'm not 100% sure if it's still playing at the theater. It might be. Um, you can watch it on HBO Max and that's a, a good way to watch it as well. I was a little concerned about the how the sound mix was going to be on it because it is a loud movie. There is a lot of sounds um, and bass going on, but they did a really good job with the, um, the sound mix for HBO. I watched it at home with my parents and that was one of my concerns I had going into it, but uh, yeah, they did a good job with that. Um, Like I mentioned, we saw the Marvel films uh, this year in the theater, you and I. So we saw Black Widow, we saw, um, Shang-Chi, we saw The Eternals, we saw Venom, which is technically a Sony film, but really it's Marvel. And of course, we saw Spider-Man, just like everyone else on the planet has done. Do you have any highlights from the Marvel Cinematic Universe this year, Michaela? Now, Black Widow was the first film that I'd seen in theaters since uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. So I went from you know the end of December 2019 until I think Black Widow came out in June, uh, July. Uh, this year. So, you know, that was uh, like a 18 months uh, between going to the movie theater for me. But uh, any highlights from Marvel for you this year? So I have to say, I think I've changed my mind. Um, the more I think about Eternals, I think the more I like it. So mm-hmm. if you'll recall, we saw the Eternals and as we were leaving the theater, I was like, well, that was disappointing. And not from a visualization because the visualizations were great and the acting was pretty good. Um, I just, I, I don't know, but for whatever reason, I wasn't crazy about the storyline mm-hmm. right afterwards, but I think I needed some time to process it. I really like the Eternals. It has stuck with me more than any of the others. Shang-Chi is a lot of fun, but it's, it, it was sort of a rote kind of good versus evil family dynamics kind of story. Um, and I don't think it changed my paradigm, but the Eternals, um, I keep thinking about it and mm-hmm. I keep wondering like, huh, I need to go rewatch it. Cause I wonder certain scenes. I wonder if the dynamic was that way because of what we end up finding out at the end and who, you know, who betrays who and why, and how hard is it, you know, can, can love really survive these really tough betrayals and that sort of thing. I thought that was really good. And so I, I would say that out of all of them, I really like the Eternals, 
Black Widow, I think I'm most surprised at because I was looking forward to that most. And like you, I didn't see a lot in the theater. I mean, I'd seen Ray and the Last Dragon. And then before that, I had seen episode nine. So it I'd only been to like one other movie before seeing Black Widow. And so I was mm-hmm. super excited. And Black Widow was great. And it sets certain things up in the Marvel universe that we end up seeing later in Ronin and or sorry, we late we end up seeing later in Hawkeye and the series and certain things like that. So it was good. Mm-hmm. It was an important part. But I was not left thinking, you know, about things the way that Eternals still has me thinking about things. So mm-hmm. what about you? What are your what are your thoughts on all the Marvel films? Any standouts? Yeah, so so same for me. I actually I really, really liked the Eternals. Um I liked um kind of the story that it that it told and that it felt a little different. One of the things I'll say about Marvel is I I think that I don't I don't know if I would say a lot of people because I, the box office doesn't reflect that, but I think there was a bit of uh, Marvel fatigue after Endgame. Uh, you started getting these stories and they all started to kind of feel the same and look the same and sort of roll in together. Um, so I will say that 2021 Marvel, um, you know, between the films and the TV, which we'll talk about here um, in a minute, has really done a really good job of changing the way that they're presenting the stories. So they still feel like, you know, these big epic comic book movies, but they have um, a little bit more personality to them. They're a little bit more character driven than some of the uh, stuff that came out, you know, in the in the pre end game. I don't know. Uh, they call those phases. I have no idea what phases those are. Um, but um, but that's what I'll say about that. Yeah. And I and I really like the stuff that's come out this year. And I'm glad that it seemed like that was what, you know, at, at least here in the United States, that's what it needed to uh, get people back out to the movie theaters and, you know, get that engine running again. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So those, so those were the, those, I guess, were the trending movies, uh, no Spider-Man in there. Um, that's probably just due to the fact that, uh, you know, it just came out a couple of weeks ago. So, um, people weren't, you know, clicking through the, uh, IMDB, obviously that's making a boatload of money. Um, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very good Spider-Man film. So, uh, really happy with that. I was, I was concerned about, you know, you heard all the stuff with, um, uh, spoiler warning, well, you've probably seen it or at least heard about it by now. Um, uh, you know, the people that were coming back into, into the Spider-Verse for this film, I was really, really concerned that that was going to be very clunky um, and not as good, but it was, it was handled really well. Um, I was pretty happy with the way uh, that that happened. Um, and I liked uh, kind of the redemption arcs for the villains. I thought that that was a really good take. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't think they could have made a better new Spider-Man because it was definitely different than what we had seen with Endgame. And I think you're absolutely right where people kind of have this Marvel fatigue where it was there's bad versus good. There's something in that the person we have to humanize the villain as well as humanize the hero and there's something try, you know, they have to triumph over certain things personally as well as you know, get the bad guys in the end. And people were just kind of getting tired of that. This did a really great job of bringing together all of the Spider-Men aspect because there's tons of Spider-Men stories out there. Mm-hmm. And it really comes back and ties them all together in in a way that didn't betray kind of the, mul- the, the idea of the multiverse. It, and it was much cleaner than I thought it was going to be as well. And with all the villains... I thought that that was also really cool because we we 
think about Spider-Man being someone who puts the bad guys away, but what we don't think about is really that whole theme that with great power comes great responsibility. And do you have, is your responsibility just to take the garbage out or is mm-hmm. it really to help in, in, in teach and help change somebody's behavior or help them see that they don't have to go down that path. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a much deeper meaning than like, we got the bad guys, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> right. you know, this guy's a bad guy and we don't like the bad guy and we're going to spider him up and hang him on a wall and let the cops deal with it. Right. It, it was much, much deeper than that. And um, yeah, it was really good. I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. I, it, it might, it's definitely going to be this new Spider-Man is probably in my top five of all of the Marvels um, just because of that. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely. So many. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, and those stories uh, translate really well over to the small screen. So why don't we run uh, through the list of uh, TV? Again, these were just like the the trending ones on IMDb. This doesn't have any sort of bearing on whether these were any good or not. But uh, starting at number 10, we have Lucifer, uh, Cobra Kai, Shadow and Bone, Mayor of Easttown, Walking Dead, Bridgerton, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Squid Game, Loki, and WandaVision. Uh, WandaVision number one there. So yeah, three of the top four uh, were those Marvel TV shows, Michaela. Um, what what sticks out to you here? Were you a big fan of uh, any of these particular shows or uh, things that you watched this year that you know are not in, you know, at least in this top 10? What was your TV watching like this year? So out of this top 10, I have to say my favorite was number seven, which was Mayor of Easttown. Um, as much as I loved all of the, the shows that we did watch, uh, I did not see The Walking Dead. I did not see Shadow and Bone. And I've started to watch Lucifer, but to be honest, I'm way behind and I just haven't gotten into it. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's wonderful, but I just haven't. So I love the Marvel shows because they're a... They're not super deep. You can watch them with most of the time. You can watch them with your kids. Um, they're they're going to pull aspects in from all the movies. So you get this really great, warm, fuzzy feeling of being part of the universe and understanding certain aspects of it. They throw you these Easter eggs in there, which are kind of fun. Um, the characters are still really good. They, they're the same actors that, that were in the movie. So they're, they're good acting. It's good writing. Like they're just solid shows. Uh, but my favorite was definitely Mayor of Easttown. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Kate Winslet is just absolutely perfect in it. And she doesn't look great. She makes her character is not a likable character in a lot of ways. She makes a lot of poor decisions. Um, and it's 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 a kind of a small town. Easttown is not. Um, I mean, she's a she's a police officer. She's like a detective. Uh, trying to solve a murder. So of course the true crime aficionado loves that uh, in Mm -hmm. me, but it's amazing. And it's, uh, it's not going to be up for more seasons. So if you can devote the six hours to watching it, it is so worth your time. It's really good. And it's hard. It's, it's just, but it's so beautifully done. Absolutely Mm -hmm. loved it. And I think that's one of the only ones that really is a true drama. That's not, anchored in either like a marvel universe or um really awful grotesque <laughs> violence right. because squid game is also considered a drama um but it it had so much of that kind of asia asia tartan extreme 
uh, gore around it because of the content inside it, that I think you really have to look past that to really understand what the deeper meaning is. Mm-hmm. And it's there for sure, but you don't have to look that far to, to, you don't, yeah, no one, no one's getting body parts chopped off in the, in the, the mayor of East towns. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. The mayor of East town is excellent. And like you said, if you have, you know, just a few hours to dedicate to watching it, it's, it's definitely worth your time. Uh, is spectacular. Um, WandaVision number one, that's not surprising. I, when that came out, the buzz going from that week to week, you know, what was going on, they were going through like the different decades, uh, what exactly is happening in this town. Uh, WandaVision was excellent. Um, it'll be interesting, I guess, as we go through award season here, because it's going to be um, Kate Winslet and Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth uh, Olsen. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, going up uh, against each other there because they're both uh, spectacular in those shows. Um, and there were there were some other shows this year. Uh, one noticeable um, one here that's not in this top 10 as far as trending, uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, its second season was out this year. Um, now, Ted Lasso won every award possible uh, that it could have won last year uh, because it was amazing. And I have to say, Michaela, season two, better than season one. I have to agree. I was so worried when we started with season two, because it took me a year of you nagging me to watch season one. And when Jason Sudeikis won uh, for the Oscar in a hoodie and was seemed genuinely like surprised and kind of aloof about it, where he was like, yeah, this is great. I was like, I've got to watch the show. And you were absolutely correct. The second season is even better than the first. It does all of the things that a comedy show should do. It's deep, it's heartwarming, but it's mm-hmm. also really hard. I mean, they deal with some seriously dark stuff, but they do it in a way where you still feel good about it in the end. You're not, it's not like the Mare of East Town, which is afterwards you need to go and have like <laughs> a cup of coffee or maybe three cocktails to kind of process it. Yeah. This is, it's so different. And I am surprised it didn't make this list because I definitely, it's on a couple of the award circuits already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and maybe it's because it was an Apple TV uh, showing and that's why it didn't, it's not getting as much buzz on IMDb or something, but it's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, you have a Squid Game on there, which I think you watched. The whole world watched that, except for me. I never watched Squid Game. Um, I'm really not all that interested in watching it, but people really love it. So I, I might have to break down eventually and just kind of binge through it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, for myself, we have the new season of Pose. It's the last season of Pose. I really like that show. We haven't uh, had a chance to watch, watch that one yet. Um, that's one of my favorites. So I'm looking forward to catching up on that, um, here. Uh, if yeah, you do and- like comedies, only murders in the building. We just mm, binged mm-hmm. that. My husband and I just, it took, it took a day because they're half hour episodes. So they're not super long. It's kind of clunky at the beginning. You probably have to watch three or four episodes to, to get a feel for what's going on, but mm-hmm. it's, it's really fun. Um, it's quirky writing. It's Steve Martin, Martin short, uh, Selena Gomez is in it, but there are some also really cool cameos that happen like Tina Fey and sting is in it it's it's awesome okay so it's it's really worth your time um it's 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 fun but there there were a lot of shows that uh i had never even heard of before that showed up on the golden globe list so i think Mm -hmm. good morning or the good morning show with jennifer aniston it's Mm -hmm. it's done like two seasons and it's done really well 
Um, so I have to say, I'm, I'm kind of not a Jennifer Aniston fan. So I need to buckle down and just give it a shot and watch that. So that's on my list of things to kind of work through, hopefully in time for the uh, Golden Globes, because they're like next week, if we're not going to get to watch them because they're not being televised. But yeah. Yeah. You, you don't like Jennifer Aniston. That's uh, that's OK. I, I, no, guess. I, um, no, I mean, I don't think I mean, there seen... is there is one person in the world that doesn't like someone. And I guess that that's you. <laughs> no, it's not. I just haven't seen. So I loved her in The Neighbors. The, okay. Oh my gosh, the Robinsons or the they're the it's the drug dealing. They're drug dealers or they're they're oh, drug smugglers, uh, and they decide to meet the Robinsons. Or no, that's not what it's called. I loved her in that. Whatever with, show that is, everybody. You knows. only love. You only love that because Jason Bateman was in it. So um, that's 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 why I watched it. And then I was like, oh, Jennifer Aniston's pretty great. Look, I saw Friends. I saw her in Friends. I watched Bruce Almighty. Um, <laughs> you know, I watched uh, Dumpling, I think it was called, or Dumpling, Pumpkin, where she's the mom of a fat girl. And because she's a thin, gorgeous woman, like... Pudding, maybe it was called pudding. It was, it was, oh, it was pudding, yeah, couple, yeah. It was up for awards last year. I watched that. She's okay. She's all right. She's real pretty. So I, I can't wait to see this show though, because I do think that she gets a lot of acting cred um, and kudos for her actual acting ability, which makes me happy because yeah. she's been in this business a really long time. And I think that that was one of the things that um, maybe she's, maybe they, people struggle with is that she, because she is so pretty, they don't expect her to be any good. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so I have to, have to check that out. That movie was called we're the Millers on a side note, um, to, there we go. <laughs> to, a movie to that our, I could not name to oh. end our, end our rambling there, but yeah, that's, that's TV for the year. Um, I didn't binge through as much TV as we did last year. Um, I think you're know, just trying to trying to go outside a little bit more. Maybe I don't know for sure, but uh, but yeah. So what about you know what haven't we what haven't we seen yet? So we are coming up. Um, Oscar season um, is you know right around the corner. Um, we're starting to get some lists. The one I like to go to is the Variety.com list because they have every category. They have the whole list. They have like. Um, it's usually like a little like paragraph or two paragraphs about what they've seen because they update it like every week, you know, and, and kind of what they're seeing and why they're moving things around the way that they're moving. So I really like the variety stuff. So let me, uh, I'm just going to go through here, um, kind of the top 10 for uh, pictures of the year. Um, just real quick. So we have uh, Belfast um, is, their, is their number one right now, The Power of the Dog, Dune, West Side Story, Licorice Pizza, Coda. King Richard, The Tragedy of Macbeth, Drive My Car, which is a foreign film. Uh, that's new into their top 10. And Don't Look Up, uh, which just came out on Netflix last week. But uh, we've seen a couple of those. Michaela, uh, we we both uh, we went and saw Dune. Um, I think we've both seen Coda. Um, and, uh, you know, we're both very interested in seeing West Side Story. Um, uh, what, what about those? Do you have any um, there? What are, what are your kind of early inklings or any of those 10 like really stand out that you are really excited to see? We just, you know, haven't been able to yet or. I'm excited to see Belfast. Um, okay. I'm excited to see don't look up. I've heard so many good things and now it's out. So 
Uh, part of me was really excited that Christmas was over, so I didn't have to watch any more Christmas movies and I could mm, get back mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. watching uh, the other stuff because um, there's a time and place for all of that, right? Licorice Pizza, I, the title sounds awesome. So I looked it <laughs> yeah. up and it's P.T. Anderson, which is means it's going to be really great. Um, probably have mm-hmm. some crawling fogs or something, you know, in the middle of it. Something crazy is going to happen that we don't understand. Um, but I, I'm super excited about that. I think, you know, West Side Story is going to do really well um, because it it has to. I mean, Spielberg doesn't do I mean, he just doesn't make bad movies. So, mm-hmm. right. uh you know, and I think he has really worked hard to pay homage to the original, which is great. Those are the ones that I'm probably most excited about watching. I, mm-hmm. I really hope that anybody listening to this that hasn't seen Coda, uh, they go and uh, watch that Apple original film because it is so good. And I think that one thing about award season that's really hard is that you have all this stuff that comes out right at the end of the season, right before the the awards and mm-hmm. things that came out at the beginning get lost and i think that's probably what's going to happen to coda which makes me sad because it is so good it was my favorite film so far this year mm-hmm. yeah same I'm, same with me it's my it's my favorite that i've seen so far this year but yeah i mean i still need to see belfast still need to see power of the dog um i think i had seen on another list that power of the dog had already won like 97 awards or something so far this year so uh, okay so that's so that's amazing uh, that, all right that's that's going pretty good but that's on netflix um uh, you don't look up also on netflix um coda's uh, michaela mentioned is on apple um the tragedy of macbeth is going to be on apple um when it releases i think it's not out until i think the first part of january maybe um but pretty much most of the stuff is out now so you'd be able to to either get out and see it at a theater or um probably be able to start renting them at least on your streaming services if you're um, into watching those at home but yeah a a lot of good stuff Um, hopefully we'll be able to see it we did really good last year Uh, you and I we both saw everything except for one animated short which I still don't think is available to see anywhere Um, I'm not 100% sure Uh, but we'll have to wait until those Oscar uh, picks come out before we start nailing down you know exactly what we need to see and and how we think these things rank but let us know at home what you think is, uh, you know, going to take top spots this year, what your favorite movies were, if you had a favorite Marvel film, you know, any of that stuff or, you know, favorite movie theater experience, you know, just kind of let us know how your year in movies was. That's what we, what we really want to know. And let us know if you had a favorite cocktail, Michaela, did you have a favorite cocktail that we did this year? Uh, it's going to be hard because we did like, I don't know. We oh, did man. like, like two cocktails a week, basically for the entire year, almost whenever we started the lobby yeah, bar. We so, did a lot. So we did like 80 some cocktails. Do you have any, any stick out any of the episodes uh, as far as the cocktail goes? So I really do love the white Christmas. Okay. I really did enjoy that. I thought that let's see here. I'm looking through the list. There's, I mean, there's just so many, um, uh, for my for myself, I loved the the flight of the whiskey sours that we did for Once Upon yeah. a Time. That was really fun, you know, kind of dissecting, you know, what made a whiskey sour and you know what made them different. Uh, the big surprise to me this year, this is probably the same for you guys too, because I know that you still are, you know, on this bandwagon drinking these sweet vermouth on the rocks with a twist. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not even a cocktail, but it's it's still the best. No, it's so good. And that is a good Tuesday night standby. Absolutely. Um, 
the watermelon margarita that we did for Dirty Dancing was Mm -hmm. epically good. There's, I mean, there's no reason to do any other kind of margarita, really. It was so good. Um, Yeah, that was really, that was really tasty. Um, We, I also really enjoyed the Argo, if you remember that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was very good. That was a great movie. Great drink. So awesome. That's right. Yeah. But I, they weren't all winners. Uh, we did the fat lady song for independence day. Do you remember that? That was terrible. Worst cocktail in the world. Worst in fact, co- it, that's yeah, what worst. became the, the, became the lobby bar inspiration. Cause you were like, I gotta fix this. There's that's, no way we can leave the readers or the listeners of this podcast with such a crappy drink. So we're going to come back and make another one. That's right. We're going to have to fix it for sure. Uh, so that was probably my, my, my least favorite drink of the year. Uh, there independence day, awesome film, fat lady song, terrible cocktail. So don't drink that. No, take our, the, take our advice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we did Tootsie, we did the Dubonnet cocktail. That was another cocktail that I could not finish. So really for me, mm-hmm. the, the two worst were the fat lady song and the Dubonnet cocktail. And it's just because I, I don't have a taste for Dubonnet. If you like Dubonnet, then you would really like it. But I, I had to really, really work hard to finish it. I don't know if I actually did finish that yeah. cocktail or not. I had, I had probably half of it and then had to throw it away. But Tootsie, great film. Just uh, not the best, not the best cocktail. For nah, me. Not the best, not favorite. the best cocktail for us for sure. Um, but yeah, I, some definitely some highlights. We covered a lot of really good movies this year, kind of a wide variety of stuff. And we had a lot of fun hanging out with everyone, you know, on the podcast. You know, we're getting a lot of good feedback from everyone listening out there. We're getting a lot of good interaction, people sharing recipes and drinks with us and, you know, commenting on the recipes and making up the stuff that we're sharing with everyone. And that's awesome. And we definitely appreciate that. So thanks to everyone who's taken the time to follow us on the social medias and check out the website and all that stuff. And yeah, like I had mentioned, let us know your own year in review. We want to know what your best films were, your best TV shows. What did we totally mess up and skip watching that we should have watched? Or why are we completely wrong about all of these things? You know, let us know all that stuff. And you can do that on our social media, which is at Drink the Movies on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com slash Drink the Movies. Uh, you can go to our website, which is drinkthemovies.com and to see all of those cocktails, get recipes, all that good stuff. And you also need to make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. So as we get into award season, you know exactly what movies we're watching and how far behind we are. So where should they be doing that? You guys can all find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere where Anchor Podcasts are distributed. We do two drops a week, even in a week like this where we're all over the place with holidays. So please be on the lookout for that. If you do like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review because the more people that do that, the more get the movie stuff we have out there. We've got a very exciting year uh, for 2022 planned with a lot of cool merch. And, um, you know, it's like Brian just said, it's award season. We want you all to be part of our award contest that's going to happen over the Oscars. Mm -hmm, So uh, get started with that buzz now because it will take some time. You do not want to be like us that had 56 movies to watch in about three weeks. You don't want to be them. So uh, get on the bandwagon now, leave us a review. Let's get the drink the movie stuff out there. That's right. And if you listen to us on Spotify, on Spotify now, you can uh, rate your favorite podcast. So we'd appreciate a five-star rating there if you are, you know, listening to us on Spotify. And that's a great place to listen to your podcast, I think. So uh, with that, Michaela, what we should do is we should probably rest up because New Year's Eve is right around the corner. 
we should make ourselves some Brandy Alexanders. We should make one right now to just have. And yeah. then, you know, we can whip up some more for a New Year's Eve party. Yeah, I'm in. I, I will make a batch. Let's do it. And I'm going to need a nap before New Year's Eve for sure, because I'm old now. And uh, yeah, but we will be there drinking these at the stroke of midnight. It's going to be amazing. Hope everybody has a great 2022. That's right. Stay safe and a happy new year. And we'll be back next time to chat about more movies on Drink, Drink the, the Movies. movies.